Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. It's Shia LaBeouf this morning. Yeah, this is a really unfortunate story. FKA Twigs has filed a lawsuit against her former boyfriend, Shia LaBeouf, accusing him of relentless abuse, including sexual battery assault and infliction of emotional distress. She also accuses him of knowingly giving her an STD. Don't know what she's looking for in damages, but she says the money will be donated to domestic abuse charities. Now, the two met in 2018 when she was cast in his movie, Honey Boy. They started dating shortly after filming Wrapped. Things started off really great, but it wasn't long before Shia started acting differently. He'd have rules about how many times a day she'd have to kiss and touch him. He didn't like her talking to male waiters, and he didn't let her wear clothes to bed. He became scary to be around. He'd sleep with a loaded gun next to the bed, and when she tried to leave, he'd terrorize her. He'd also violently grab her, wake her up in the middle of the night, and choke her, lock her in rooms, and yell at her. This, this, these are the allegations. Dang. Wow. In a lawsuit, she says, quote, What I went through with Shia was the worst thing I've ever been through in my whole life. I don't think people would ever think that it would happen to me, but I think that's the thing. It can happen to anybody. Everything culminated in February of 2019 with a scary experience when they were out driving in a remote area. Shia was driving recklessly. He removed his seatbelt and threatened to crash unless she professed her love for him. She begged to be let out of the car, so he pulled over at a gas station and she got out, but he also got out. He assaulted her, threw her against the car, screamed in her face, and forced her back into the car. Wow. After word of the suit got out, Sia backed her up with her own story. She said, quote, I too have been hurt emotionally by Shia. A pathological liar who conned me into an adulterous relationship claiming to be single. I believe he's very sick and I have compassion for him and his victims. Just know if you love yourself, stay safe, stay away. And Shai isn't copping to all these claims, but he does admit that he has issues. He sent an email to the New York Times and he said, I'm not in any position to tell anyone how my behavior made them feel. I have no excuses for my alcoholism or aggression, only rationalizations. I've been abusive to myself and everyone around me for years. I have a history of hurting the people closest to me. I'm ashamed of that history, and I am sorry to those I hurt. There is nothing else I can really say. Another former girlfriend, a stylist named Carolyn Foe, also came out with claims that Shia was violent and abusive during their relationship. In another statement, Shia added, Many of these allegations are not true, but I owe these women the opportunity to air their statements publicly and accept accountability for those things I have done. He added that he's a sober member of a 12-step program and is therapy and is in therapy. And, quote, I am not cured of my PTSD and alcoholism, but I'm committed to doing what I need to do to recover. And I'll forever be sorry to the people that I may have harmed along the way. Hmm. He has a history of turbulent behavior, but these are the most serious accusations that have been made against him. So I do hope he is is really seeking therapy and getting help. That's a good question. It is in process now. The New York Times says Cleveland has decided to dump the Indian's name, which they've used for 105 years. It could be picking a new mascot too quickly can cause an early backlash, and they want some time for this to soak for some people. The history of the name is debated. Although the most common story is that it was a tribute to Louis Sokalexis, a Native American who played for the team when they were called the Cleveland Spiders in the late 1890s. 
Sock Alexis is considered the first person of Native American ancestry to play in Major League Baseball, but there are conflicting reports on that. Even if the name was originally meant as a tribute, professional sports have been under intense pressure to stop using Native American names and imagery, and that's partially because teams and fans have not always treated the Indian Association with respect over the years. The Cleveland organization has not commented, but they are expected to announce this week that a new team name will be in place by the 2022 season. Uh, It is expected that they'll use a temporary name in 2021, and that could be the Cleveland baseball team, just like the Washington football team. But one source says they could play one final year as the Indians. This change is not a big surprise. Cleveland has been taking steps in this direction over the past decade, beginning with the phasing out of the Chief Wahoo logo, which was an Indian caricature. And this past summer when Washington dropped the Redskins name. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Cleveland said they were reviewing the future of their name. Some fans want the organization to return to the Spiders, which they used from 1887 to 1899. Cleveland was also called the Naps between 1903 and 1914. A nap? The Naps? The Naps, N-A-P-S. What the hell is me. I know. I'm like, what's a nap? What is it? I'm not quite sure, but it could be short for something else. Maybe they could, yeah. But I would love that name. Let's do this. Let's call them. The Naps. I'm down with the Naps. Yeah, why not? Other pro sports teams, including the Atlanta Braves, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chicago Blackhawks have said that they have no plans to change their names for now. Yet. Right. I just, whenever I think of the Cleveland Indians, I think of that movie yes. with Charlie Sheen. Major League. Oh, and I think of the, the uh. fans out in the outfields, you know, <laughs> decked, decked, dressed as Native American with their drums and their oh yeah yeah you know, I just and I know that there are fans like that that exist and I, I wonder what they will do with themselves. It's going to be interesting though. How do they pick a new like? Do they let the fans vote or is it just like the ownership I imagine there are of the so team? many meetings? Like how does that so many work consultants. out? I can't even imagine how many people are involved in that decision. Yeah, and how I mean it feels like it should be, be an Instagram poll. Like, what do you think? Like, fill it in here, and then people vote. You know, they, they might do that to appease the fans, but I bet they'll already have. Yeah, the is decision, that what they did with the, the Florence y'alls? Didn't people vote for the Florence they voted on y'alls? Twitter, yeah, yeah. I felt like that was because they were. I can't remember what they were before they were the Florence y'alls, but. Florence even Freedom. The Florence Freedom. But even that, people were like, I hate the y'alls. That's so dumb. What is a y'all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they should be the Cleveland Wops. Oh, yeah. They could do that. I don't know if they can. Snoop Dogg probably wouldn't like it very much. Uh, he's not a fan of the song hmm. WAP. And 
just for a reference point, understand that Snoop Dogg is 49. So he's changed a little bit over the years. He was asked for his take on the song, and he said, slow down. He added that this particular part of a woman's anatomy is her jewel, and it should be, quote, a possession that no one gets to know about until they know about it. But at least he is a pretty self-aware guy because he said, when I was young, I may have been with the movement. I probably would have been on the remix. He said, but as an older man, I love it that they express in themselves and they do in their thing. I just don't want it to where young girls feel like they can express themselves like that. He's also realistic about his daughter's potential relationship to the song. He said, my daughter is from this era, so she may be doing the WAP, yeah. and I can't be mad at her because it's her generation. Right. <laughs> Snoop. Listen to him acting all mature and stuff. Who like would have it. ever thought? I thought I he was know. way older than 49. Yeah. yeah. He seems like he seems like he should be older. Don't you feel like he should he be like in his same? Yeah. I was like 62. I just I remember playing his music in when I was working in San Francisco and he just at that time he was as badass as badass could right. be on the radio. And look know? at him now hanging yeah. out with Martha Stewart. I know. There's hope for Making all scones. of us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of women of this generation, Vanderbilt kicker Sarah Fuller recently became the first woman to play in a Power 5 college football game. And now she is the first woman to score in a Power 5 game. The Power 5 conferences are the major ones, the ACC, the Big 10, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the SEC. In a game against Tennessee on Saturday, she kicked an extra point in the first quarter to tie things up 7-7. to And here comes Sarah Fuller onto the field. Now she can be the first to make an extra point at the Power 5 level. Right through there. More history on display for the Vanderbilt Commodores and Sarah Fuller. How about that celebration with her teammates? No longer just a one and done, right? She's part of this football team. She is. She was very excited, as were her male teammates. It was a very cool moment. She also kicked another extra point later in the game, but ultimately Vanderbilt lost 42-17. to Afterwards, she said, quote, at the end of the day, they treated me like an athlete, and that's the best I could ask for. That's pretty awesome. Very it is cool. awesome. And speaking of athletes, this is a cool story. Johnny Bench auctioned off some of his memorabilia to raise college tuition for his two sons, including his last home run bat, his last Reds jersey, a 1968 Rookie of the Year award, and his gold glove awards. So some really big cool, stuff. big stuff. So a friend of his named Alan Horitz bought all of it and mm. then gave it right back to him. Wow. He paid ridiculously high prices so the stuff wouldn't be bought up by collectors. He spent somewhere between a million and two million dollars. And cool. yeah, and this is what he said. He said, seeing how hard he worked to be recognized the way he was after all of these years, only he deserves them. Johnny says the news brought him to tears. He's going to have some of the items displayed at the National Baseball Hall of Fame, Reds Hall of Fame, Oklahoma Hall of Fame, and the Johnny Bench Museum in Binger, Oklahoma. Those items will be well taken care of. Yes, they will. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.